It's an unfortunate fact that the elderly are taken advantage of every day. While the laws are complicated and constantly changing, the wisest and safest way to keep track of them all is to call elder law attorney Michael Cohen. Having devoted his career to informing and protecting the elderly, Michael communicates about the law in ways that you and your loved ones will surely understand. Join us now to know your legal rights with Michael Cohen and co-host Don Crawford Jr. Here's Michael and Don. Welcome to Know Your Legal Rights once again, and my name is Don Crawford Jr., the owner of KWM Radio, and I am grateful to be the owner, I'm grateful to be the general manager, and I'm grateful, grateful to be sitting next to Dallas elder law attorney Michael Cohen. As soon as I say his name, he takes those glasses off, and he's ready for action, and how are you, Michael? I'm doing great, Don. How about yourself? I'm doing fine. It's kind of like the that Superman move on your part, where Superman would take his glasses off and then run into the telephone booth and change, and then put his cape on, and isn't that a Superman thing? Yeah, We're yeah old it, enough it, for that, it is. We? I mean, I hope you don't mind that big S on my chest on, my, <laughs> on what I'm wearing here. Super but, Mike. Yeah. That's right. It's actually a UT shirt, really what you're wearing today yeah. with the horns on it and i didn't even realize i thought you went to smu went to law for undergraduate and law school but you went to ut undergraduate. i'm a, I'm a real native real native so so not only uh, yeah so now i'm it's interesting because i uh, went to ut and i went to law school at mm-hmm. smu mm-hmm. and i'm an honorary professor at texas a&m law school is that right so, oh, yeah, i didn't so, even know so, that too yeah. you covered all the bases yeah, then really, didn't I'm you trying to, yeah well, i gotta get a few more universities so we have to corner you and find out to whom are you most loyal well, I don't think I should report that on the show. Okay. That would probably be Texas. Yeah, he, he gave me the hook'em horn sign. So, I, I, of course, it's always your undergraduate. I'm not going to tell you my undergraduate because I am not loyal to that school because it. Uh, I'm a conservative, obviously, and that school is certainly not, and I don't see eye to eye with Rutgers University, but I'm not going to mention that's oh. cool that is. Okay, all right. Okay. Yeah, I won't say it. Uh, but all kidding aside. Well, I, 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 it was a very interesting. I thought that you went to USC because your dad was very instrumental in getting you in there with the recent scandals. <laughs> yes, that's very funny. I did go to USC for my master's. Okay. I did. Rutgers was my undergraduate. But yeah, that uh, I guess we haven't talked about that off the air or even on the air. But yeah, USC is the epicenter. And no, I didn't play any sports or have to bribe anybody to get into that school. I, I thought you were on the lacrosse team or no, something. No, not in grad, not when you're getting your master's. You're only in school and you're there to kill yourself to just pass because it was not easy at the Annenberg School of uh, Communication, which I was blessed to get into. But no, we did it legitimately, thank the Lord. But there are a lot of people who apparently did not, which is kind of sad. Yeah. But nevertheless, um, today... We want to um, talk about something that uh, I think people ask you all the time. It's in their subconscious, uh, but should be in their conscious. And that is the very obvious general question is, how often should I review my estate plan and why that often? Yeah, and I think it really depends on your age and what's going on in your life. Okay. Uh, so, for example, I have one daughter who, mm-hmm. when she, I have, two da- I have two daughters, one who is a minor and the other one is now when she was the other one that is in college and when mm-hmm. she became 18 uh, I immediately did general estate planning documents I did a will a power of attorney a medical power of attorney a living will a HIPAA some of the basic things maybe I should explain what those documents yeah, are um, because I think that uh, even at, at age 18 uh, people should have some things uh, 
uh, in place. Maybe mm-hmm. not a will if you don't have any assets, mm-hmm. but generally you have. I, you always recommend people having something. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, first of all, most people know what a will is. It's to transfer title to assets that you may own. Okay. Uh, if if it, you know, if you do not have any beneficiary designation or it's not a joint account or things like that, so the um, uh, uh, a, a will and sometimes people have trust, but often it, when they're young, then that's probably be less of an issue. Um, a power of attorney is giving somebody else the authority to act on your behalf if if you with your assets. A financial power of attorney. Often people get confused and they say, well, what's a durable power of attorney? Well, a durable power of attorney means it's good during your disability. Both financial and medical powers of attorney are generally durable, good during disability. That's when the whole idea is for somebody to act mm-hmm. on your behalf. Mm-hmm. So usually, but it could be something like entering into a contract or just acting on somebody's behalf. So let's say my daughter signed a lease um, in college. And let's say she had a uh, apartment lease out, um, and she, or maybe she wanted to sign one, and uh, she's now the age of majority, and she was injured or something. Well, then I could sign a uh, act on her behalf to sign that lease. Okay. And when you say disability, when Men, I was mental, grow- mentally disability. right when I was growing up, it was always physical. You wouldn't even think about mental disability, yeah. but it means head to toe, not shoulder to toe. Yeah, you know, there are different uh, types of disability, and uh, that's another thing that we might want to discuss at some show, uh, maybe this show. Who knows about the different types of disability yeah. uh, and what people could get on disability benefits? But uh, so sometimes people get confused about supplemental security income versus social security disability income. Maybe we'll talk about that today. Great. Um, so a financial power of attorney uh, deals with your assets or being able to contract on your behalf. A medical power of attorney is who can make medical decisions for you if you cannot make them for yourself. So if my daughter was injured and was lack mental capacity, should we do surgery or should we have medication? For example, mm-hmm. a living will, or te- as we know in Texas, called it's called a directive to physicians, is the pull-the-plug instrument. If I'm going to die within six months, don't use any heroic measures. Be like uh, John McCain or Barbara Bush. Uh, let me die as gently as possible. You know, I want a quality, not quantity of life. HIPAA, uh, the privacy laws. The privacy laws are... You know, um, nowadays, if you uh, if you go to the hospital, for example, uh, if you don't sign a HIPAA, the they don't have the authority to talk to whom even a spouse. So the HIPAA says, okay, I'll let you talk to these people, whomever it is that you. A lot of times it's family members, but it could be other people. It's whoever that you trust or that you want to, even after you're deceased. Interesting. It could be even good then. because the, so, the, so if you had an older estate plan, then people may not have had HIPAA uh, language. And, that, of course, that's changed over time. Things change over time. And so if you had something from the night – I probated a will a couple weeks ago. It was from 1984. Oh, my. Yeah. And wow. now – Luckily, one of the executor named the alternate executors was still alive, uh, but uh, you know oh. it could have been some issues if that weren't the case. Uh-huh. Uh, but in any event, the you should 
that was probably a mistake that yeah. the yeah. parent made because they made a will for somebody when they were kids, right. but for their you know everything to our kids who yeah. were minors, and they never did anything after that. And that's uh, the whole theme of the show. You just said a minute ago, things change. Yeah, and that yeah. was well, how long thirty five yeah, years ago. Yeah, what what do you think has changed? <laughs> Were there even fax machines back then? Right. Maybe there were fax no, machines. No, they were not. They didn't come the, out until like 1990, I think, 1989. Yeah. And who heard of the internet? And who heard of digital? Right. Can you pay online accounts? Right. Cryptocurrency? Right, well said. Well, my goodness. Yeah. Uh, so there's digital Cloud. app, Facebook, mm-hmm. uh, social media. Sure. All that's – and what's going to change – from now in the future. The government, legislation, laws, yeah. everything. You know, I was reading something, and I don't want to get too much detail, about, uh, you know, when people get frozen mm-hmm. and that people are starting to do these trusts that when they get, in effect, returned to life. Oh, my. You know, so what do you think, adva- what changes will there be in medicine? What changes will there be in, in laws? Mm-hmm. Laws change all the time. We saw the tax laws change at the end uh, about a year and a half ago. And that was a major change. You know, <laughs> politics is politics. What will happen with Medicare, Social Security, Medicaid? Do you think things change? Your sister. Yeah. I mean, let's go extreme, extreme. Your relationships. Oh, relationships, Children, of course. Yeah. Spouse. People, first of all, and that's, I mean, anybody on, on estate plans, we started talking about when somebody's young, but whenever there's something major that occurs, people get married, people get divorced. People become disabled. Sometimes people are likely to have more creditor issues. Sometimes people become estranged. It could be any. Whenever you start seeing things like that, maybe uh, there there should be a review. No matter what your age is. Now, if you're so, let's talk about that. You know, we talked about the 18 year old, and there are some other types of documents you could do. I should mention that. Sometimes people have, but the basic stuff should be done when you're really young. But let's say that it's a you're in your 30s, and maybe if you're in your 30s, you may have children. If you do, obviously, you want to take care of those kids. So who's going to be the guardian of my children if something happens to my spouse and I? Or maybe I should have a trust because the kids are too young. If I don't, will the court tell me what's going to happen, or would you like to be in control? All right. So when you're in your 30s, you might, or whenever it is that you have kids, obviously, then you have to consider a change in your estate plan. And so that was just basic stuff that we talked about what I had for my child. Uh, when you have children, that's a life-changing event. Or if when you get married, maybe sometimes people have, I'm not saying that uh, that should always be the case. Some people have prenuptial agreements. Sure. Sometimes they want to uh, consider doing things so there's Things are partitioned. Uh, so that, in, in, besides having to deal with the issue of protecting your family. Uh, of course, when you get a little bit older, let's say um, maybe let's say you're in your 60. Well, maybe you have grandchildren, and maybe you may think of things a little bit differently again. Uh, maybe what is the situation with children? Do you have long-term care insurance? Are we starting to get older and should we review our plan a little bit uh, more often? Should it be every five years now? Whereas the, 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 the younger person, it may not, unless there was some sort of a, uh event, they probably don't need to review their plan mm-hmm. as often. <clears throat> but the older we get, 
the more likely that you should review it more often because the likelihood of disability increases. Uh, People are living longer, as we all know. The life expectancies are increasing. Um, You know, I've said many times on this show that my wife's grandmother uh, died prematurely at 107 and a half, and people live longer. And so the long 30% of Americans become disabled at some point in their life. And so if a lot of times people plan, but they only think about what happens when we, they die. They don't think about their own disability. So traditional estate planning thinks about what happens at death. But today, with advances in medication, diet, exercise, people are living longer. And so as a result, we have to think uh, a lot of times, though, that may be a disabled life. Sure. And so then you have to say, well, is there insurance? But then we say, well, gee, what, what, how are things changing today? Um, a few weeks ago, Genworth announced uh, Genworth is the largest seller of long-term care insurance in the U.S. A lot of companies that sold long-term care insurance are no longer selling it because they misjudged how long people would live and how many people would renew their, their policies. Well, Genworth announced that they're no longer allowing brokers to sell their policy. They're going to have it done directly. So as a result, because they're losing a lot of money. And we're down to only like a half a dozen companies that sell long-term care insurance mm-hmm. nowadays. Now, people are going into these things called what I call hybrids, where you buy either a life insurance policy or an annuity that if you need to have it during lifetime, you could borrow against it. Uh, if you die, that it's like a life insurance policy or annuity, it pays to your beneficiaries. Or if you become uh, disabled and you need, uh, let's say, care at some sort of facility or at home, it converts into an annuity that pays for that long-term care. Other people have limited resources, or they want to protect, and they try to plan for public benefits like Medicaid or veterans benefits. So they do different types of trust or do have things in their power of attorney that give authority to do different transfer planning strategies so that the government will be of assistance and care. So that means that you have to look at your uh, documents, your estate planning documents, to see that you have the ability to do things at a later date. So, for example, if you have a power of attorney, do you have the ability to create certain types of trust? Do I give my agent, even if I lack capacity, the ability to do certain types of trust? Most powers of attorney do not give that authority. A statutory power of attorney, which you see that most people that do have powers of attorney have, uh, does not give that authority. So if you don't have long-term care insurance, then you would want... And you think that you oh, either because you can't get it, don't want it because it's unaffordable, mm-hmm. or for or maybe you have a health issue, um, then sometimes you want your documents to be reviewed to give some authority to do some things at a later date should you become disabled. And most people don't realize that you could do that. Most even attorneys probably, in, unless you're involved in that area of law. Mm-hmm. So we put different things. So if you're older, but certainly if you're 
Uh, once you get maybe 60s or 70s, you should review your plan more often because there's more likelihood of disability, and we'll have to look at those things. Do you have long-term care insurance? Do you have adequate income? Do you have adequate assets? Things change over time. And I appreciate that. You know, um, just so you know, the real day in the life of, of Michael and me, uh, Michael turned me on to the Alzheimer's organization, um, and so much so that now we have a program on KWM called Attacking Alzheimer's, which is what the what one example of what the two A's in KWAM stand for and why we've had a show on KWAM on Sunday afternoons at three o'clock for years now. And I saw an article last week that I sent to Michael. We haven't talked about it, but he's nodding, meaning he got it, which is good. And one of the gigantic drug firms who's done tens of hundreds of millions of dollars of research just threw in the towel last week. They said, we've, we've made no progress over the last few years that we can no longer just continue to spin our wheels and they've given up essentially on researching Alzheimer's and trying to find a cure, which is very scary and completely tied into what Michael's been talking about because if they can't find a cure, more likely than not, a lot more people are going to get Alzheimer's, and this is exactly what he's talking about when it comes to mental disability and estate planning. Yeah, because you see, you know, I, you know, what you think about or at least the way I think about it, is a lot of the people who were didn't live as long. Right. My father died when I was really young. I was 17 when he died. Oh, wow, I didn't know that. And um, the, in those days, they didn't have bypass surgery. Oh, my gosh, they didn't have bypass surgery. That seems like, you know, we talk about how time changes. There's another example. Mm-hmm. That's like automatic now. Mm-hmm. You know, 99% right. people are fine, have it for years later, and, you know. And, you know. and so things change yeah. over time. Uh, and here's a change. So let's say my father had had bypass surgery. It could be that years later he may have had Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So now there'll be a lot more people that will have things. Now I'm hopeful for research. Uh, the and Congress is, by the way, speaking of the subject, they keep on giving extra four hundred million a year because they are confident there are some things that are being done mm-hmm. uh, for. And, and so there. So maybe uh, even though Biogen may have thrown in the towel. Uh, other places may look at different ways of attacking things. So, uh, for example, on blood pressure medications, there's been a, a thing called a sprint group where they, uh, if they feel like it, they saw there's a 19% reduction in um, be- those people with some sort of dementia or Alzheimer's, mm-hmm. but although the, the search, the, the, the test hasn't been completed, they just, the Alzheimer's Association back in the end of January of 2019 uh, gave a lot more money to, to continue the program. They had some people with a placebo and some people with having uh, an, uh, more intensive blood pressure medications, hmm. which reduced by 19% the risk of dementia. Wow. So we'll see. Uh, so don't, I'm not throwing in the towel. No. Uh, uh, and, and, and we'll see what happens. And, and, and probably the problem with, I think, with um, just to kind of start starting, you know, switching subjects to uh, the uh, what why they threw in the towel. Mm-hmm. They were dealing with the, you know, a lot of people associate uh, Alzheimer's with this sticky substance called amyloid. Is it a protein? Of some yeah, sort it's or? a protein. But you see, they what they may should maybe should consider is there's another thing called a tau protein. I'm getting too scientific here, but and I'm not certainly not a scientist, but maybe the receptor that goes to that before it becomes the sticky substance. Mm-hmm. So they kind of it's kind of like uh, to me, you got to know where you came from before you. 
before you get to know where you're going, mm-hmm. and know where you're going. And so that they were going at the destination right there instead of getting to the source, okay. I think. And that's just my – I'm not a scientist, and I'm sure that they should – but I'm, um, uh, I think you should go to a little bit – before it gets to that 60, sticky substance, mm-hmm. what causes that railroad track to get to that 60, uh, well sticky said. substance? Mm-hmm. Uh, you could be so right about anyway, that. You should yeah. call them on Monday. Well, no, I don't think I don't think it's any secret. Right. Um, I mean, if I know about it, and I'm just a you know just a just a little attorney here mm-hmm. in Dallas, but um, I'd know. like to believe they covered that area and they did. Well, I don't. Address that's it. not from what that article really said. Idea. They said right. it just going on the sticky substance part, with which all is those the amyloid. Brilliant people with such a gigantic multi-billion-dollar company, you would think they did, but well, you never know. Sometimes, sometimes yeah. it's so obvious you miss it. Yeah. Well, no, I mean they were focusing on one portion yeah. of it, and I don't know. You would like to think that they were, but yeah. it, it sounded like from that article that you sent to me that they didn't. Yeah, I think you're right about that. Sadly, you're right about a lot of things. You as a listener would be right to attend Michael's next workshop because then you'll have a lot of your questions answered that we've addressed. Uh, we may have addressed today, but a lot of questions that we haven't, uh, whether it's, uh, it doesn't really matter. Last two shows, we did uh, gifting to grandchildren in particular, but gifting in general. And today, of course, we're talking about when to evaluate your estate plan. Well, in all honesty, you should do it often, but the best way to do it is not to play expert or play attorney or go to the internet and search it, but go to Michael's next workshop. And the way, the next workshop is April the 27th, which is a Saturday at 10 o'clock. And at that workshop, you simply sign up. You call Michael's offices at 214-720-0102, 214-720-0102. Talk to Jennifer or whoever else answers the phone. So I'd like to attend the free workshop on April the 27th, which is a Saturday. So you don't have to deal with traffic. You show up around 9.30, 9.45. He has coffee, pastries, uh, donuts, cookies perhaps, even in the morning, KWM coffee mugs, KWM <laughs> pins, KWM chip clips. We give to you for thanking you uh, for, for going to the workshop, although you'll thank us after because it's uh, a very uh, effective workshop in terms of answering some of your questions. And you sit down with a significant other, a significant other or two. And Michael goes around the room and starts off left to right or right to left and say, what would you like to know? And they start to talk, meaning the listener. He writes the question on the board and then he addresses it. He doesn't read. He doesn't Google something. It it comes right from his brilliant brain and he gives you some insight and perspective and some uh, current answers and solutions to your problem, although it's not the real solutions because he has to meet with you to ask more questions in order to really give you the final answers. But... That's what you get for free for two hours on a Saturday. What could be better than that? Yeah, we we do ask, what do you want to know? Of course, we don't go take one and then the next. We mm-hmm. say, we just ask people, if, whoever raises their hand, okay. we answer those questions that they have, and mm-hmm. then you're going to learn something from the other people's questions because it's probably something that you may not have thought about. Mm-hmm. And then you'll internalize it and apply yeah. it to your situation. Makes right, sense. right. And then a lot of times what we do is, uh, the best way I do is mm-hmm. base it on experience, and I say, okay, we had somebody else that has mm-hmm. similar, and this is what happened. Mm-hmm. And this, and then kind of illustrate from the attorney's standpoint of what the issues may be, and then we talk about how some solutions. Uh, how can we solve that issue? Whatever it may be. It could be something about, it could be a, 
Uh, you know, we talked about gifting last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could be about uh, public benefits planning. It could be about a tax issue. It could be about just protecting your kids from a bad marriage or somebody being disabled. It could mm-hmm. be any number of things, uh, and it really doesn't make any difference. It's whatever is important to you. And so we want to make sure that your time is well spent. And so whatever it is that you feel like it's a pressing question, then we try to answer it. It's free. And uh, and then if you do go to that free estate planning essentials workshop by calling that 214 720 0102 number. That's 214-720-0102. Or signing up online at DallasElderLawyer.com. Then you also get what we call a free vision meeting, another free hour where we look at your own individual situation. Perfect. So basically you get three hours for free. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we think of that as over a $1,000 value for, for free. By all, all you have to do is sign up to go to that workshop, and but only for those people who go to the workshop. We right. don't do this uh, for others because you see, with the, at, the, at the workshop, you get an education. So mm-hmm. now you you're armed with more uh, sophisticated answers to see what your own situation is, and so that's why it's okay. And that's smart. I, I also think you may disagree with me on this. Uh, you've been you've done hundreds of these workshops, but if if I'm a listener and it's the first workshop I attended, uh, I want to make sure as a listener, that you are the right fit for me. Mm-hmm. And I would make I want to make certain as the attorney, meaning you, that the listener is the right fit for you. It has to be a two-way street. It's got to be mutual um, because you may not agree on certain things. You yeah. may not work. Yeah, no. You know? I mean, I feel like it, like any relationship, uh, I think it should be an element of trust. Yes, absolutely. And, 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 and if, you don't, if you don't feel comfortable, then really... It, whoever it is, you, whatever and whatever professional or other relationship, really, then if you don't feel comfortable, then that probably shouldn't be the relationship you should be in. Great. This gives you an opportunity to see if you feel comfortable or not. And as he said before, you get to ask those questions. He can give you a general answer, but then the vision meeting allows him to go deep, ask a lot more questions, and give you very specific answers to your important questions. So attend that workshop on April the 27th, Saturday. Sign up. Call his office, 214-720-0102, or go to DallasElderLawyer.com. DallasElderLawyer.com. We've got about two minutes left, Michael, and I want to ask you one last important and salient question, and that is, how often do you do your reviews for your clients? I haven't heard that oh, yet. Oh, well, I mean, first of all, just before I even answer that mm-hmm. question, here it is. We're going to be doing a review of these people that go to the workshop for free. Oh, very good. Good point. Uh, mm-hmm. But we do give – we have a maintenance program for some people who desire to be a part of that maintenance program, which is an annual program. Annual, okay. Uh-huh. Uh, most of the people that do the ma- the man, uh, maintenance program are – the older you are, there's more likely that you'll do it on an annual basis. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we do it on an annual basis because uh, a lot of times there, the laws change. You know, you know what's happened in the last year? Oh, yeah, the tax laws changed. What's happening right now? Our state legislature is meeting. Right. And what laws are they talking about? Are they going to say that medical powers attorney could be permissive instead of mandatory as to the 
uh, type of medical power of attorney that you could use. That's one of the things that they're talking about right now. Are we going to have block grants, which means that the state is going to have uh, a certain more parameters as far as planning for public benefits mm-hmm. as opposed to the federal government? These are things that are going on right now as we speak. And so a lot of times that affects people, especially uh, the older we get. And so uh, we think that people's life changes mm-hmm. – uh, a lot of times during a year, their health cha- may change, uh, their assets may change, mm-hmm. and, of course, the laws may change. And so that's why the older we get, the more often it should be reviewed. Excellent. I'm going to play attorney and say I object. Actually, they aren't annual. Listen to me telling Michael his business. They're monthly because Michael sends out a monthly newsletter that all of you should get, giving you updates on things that are imminently going to change, have changed, and maybe that will occasion you to want to give him a call and just to ascertain exactly how it may affect you. You may want to attend a new workshop that's coming up. Other reasons. So at the very least, get that newsletter so then you're very current just like Michael is. Yeah, it's, that's free also. And it, we, it literally goes to thousands of people. And I must say that these are not canned articles. I write them, and then we've been recognized by the State Bar for the uh, articles. No surprise. We appreciate your time, Michael, and we will look forward to next week's program. Dallas Elder Law Attorney Michael Cohen. Thank you, sir. Thank you. When we declare doing it your way, as Christians, such is actually and should always be God's way. It's imperative that our planning includes implementing indisputable biblical principles, such as leaving a financial gift for your church from your estate. Not doing so would certainly be considered poor stewardship, which no believer wants to be held accountable for. So call Michael Cohen's office to sign up for the next Essential Estate Planning Workshop to ensure your estate is in complete Christian accordance today. Dial 214-720-0102. 214-720-0102. And be certain to listen to Michael Cohen right here on 770-KAAM.